Welcome to the Manology Project Podcast. I am your host, Quentin Crumby. And on this channel, we're going to be discussing what true manhood looks like as we understand our value, our identity, and our purpose as men using godly principles. Now let's get to it. Hey, welcome back to the Manology Project Podcast. I'm your host, Quentin. And I'm so happy to be back in the new year. We've got a couple of episodes in the bag. Uh, so I'm extremely excited about what we have for this year. Uh, and when I want to just kind of start this year off the right way. Uh, my son is a high school student athlete. Uh, has been playing basketball for quite some time now. Uh, he's enjoying his senior year. And so I thought uh, it would be nothing better than to talk about um, the coaches you know, we give our kids, I mean, we give these coaches permission to uh, take part of our kids' lives, our sons' and our daughters' lives. And, you know, we're teaching one thing, Christian principles and values and morals at our home. Uh, and we would love for that to actually transcend right across, even into their athletic, you know, dreams. Uh, but we find that some coaches, you know, they're out for the win. Um, and so what I wanted to do is kind of open up our minds, you know, and to the, kind of look a little bit into a, a particular mentoring program that is actually putting a lot of stress on coaches mentoring the right way, God's way. Uh, so what I had to do is I had to go get a good friend of mine, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, I want to call him coach because he's been in basketball for so long, but I let him tell his own story. Uh, but a good friend of mine, Glenn Blackwell, is joining me today as a co-host on the day. What's going on, Glenn? What's going on? What's going on, my man Q? How you doing? Doing good, man. Glad to have you on here, man. Um, and like I said, uh, Mr. Blackwell, uh, it come from a basketball background of his of his own, so he understands uh, all, all things about coaching, being coach, coaching. Uh, he has young men that are, he has some sons that are also into uh, into basketball, and so I'm gonna let him dig into that too as well. Uh, but I really want to just bring to the forum. I'm always trying to figure out a way to talk to coaches because uh, they don't they must get an understanding that we give them permission <laughs> to make these deposits into our sons and our daughters. And right. they have to be very careful on what you deposit in, you know, because it makes or breaks them uh, whether they believe it or not. They do have a great impact on them. So I got Glenn here. I'm about to step to the side and I want him to kind of really fill us in. Uh, just kind of give him a little bit of background on what you, you know, your your sports. And like I said, he's a father, he's a husband. So just go ahead and give him a little bit. Uh, well, well, thanks, uh, Quentin, for allowing me to be a part of your uh, Manology project and your podcast. And I've had a chance to uh, view a couple of them. Yeah. And when you Thank when you. you started, I said, man, what an, what an awesome thing. You know, praise the Lord. Um, and what a platform that you are, that God has given you and an idea and creativity to be able to uh, use such a, a platform to talk to men and to just uh, talk about various subjects. So I want to commend you on that. Thank you, sir. Um, little, my background is, is sports, 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 man. I mean, right. sports and more sports. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, man, I, I, if I, man, I have a picture. I was just looking at. Hold, hold on, hold on. I got to put this picture. I just saw. Ah, I'm sorry. 
No, go ahead. Yeah, can you see this? Can you see this uh, picture? I can't go up a little bit. Yeah, I can see it. Not is that you? That's me. That's <laughs> that's me. That's that's me. I was just we. My wife and I were in the office today, and we were talking about this. Is Glenn Blackwell, nineteen sixty-eight? I'm telling on my age. I'm two years <laughs> old, right? And I'm out of the womb, man. My uncle, my uncle is Reggie McKenzie. He's a former. Um, uh, offensive uh, guard. He played at the University of Michigan um, with the Bo Schembechler era. Then he was drafted by the uh, Buffalo Bills in 1972, and he blocked for O.J. Simpson. And so they, you know, my uncle introduced me to, to football and sports. And so that's that's a part of who I am. I'm from Holland Park. Uh, graduated in 1984. Uh, received a basketball scholarship to the University of Illinois um, after playing for under Lou Henson and a, and a whole bunch of great uh, fighting Illini um, teammates. Mm-hmm. Then I had a tryout with the Seattle Supersonics in 88. Yep, that was 88. Uh, uh, didn't make the team. Uh, Coach Bickerstaff. I spent six months with the team, and it was a great experience. Uh, coach Bickerstaff, who was a coach at the time, wanted me to go and play in Yakima, Washington. I don't even know if anybody <laughs> know what Yakima, Washington is. And, right, I don't. He, <laughs> when he said he said that to me, and I said, Yakima, Washington, where is that? And it's in Washington. Um, but I told him, I said, Coach, you know what? I appreciate the opportunity, but I'm going to go back go back to school and get my degree. That was one of the, I say, that's my top five decisions. That was one of the top five. Uh, my number one is accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. But oh yeah, facts. You know that. what I'm saying. And, oh yeah. But that was a top five decision because I went back to school, got my degree, and as soon as I was finished my degree, man, a, a good friend of mine, my teammate, asked me to go overseas and play over in Turkey, and, I, and that's where uh, I was able to play eight years of, of basketball, traveling the world, man. Um, my first year, Turkey, Greece. Uh, the Philippines, Mexico, two years in Cyprus, Estonia. Uh, so, you know, God just allowed me to see the world, see cultures and gain a new perspective about, you know, people and right. and, and and how to love people and, and accept people and cultures and all of those different things. So um, and then, um, of course, uh, my beautiful wife, Jillian Blackwell, We've been married for 20, this will be 25 years coming this August. And nice. we have three, yeah, we have three, three boys. Mackenzie, um, 19, who is a, he plays basketball at, at OCC with legendary Antoine Jobert. No, oh, yeah. Uh, my, my son, Jonathan Blackwell, is a junior at Brother Rice. Uh, top five, uh, they probably top, they probably ranked number two. Yeah, uh, I, I think don't, I, yeah. I, last time I saw it, I think they were either two or three on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they uh, they they lost a lost a game in overtime last night in Grand Rapids. It was a that was a that was a great game, man. Great, great game. atmosphere. Oh man, three thousand plus. It was man. It was man. It was great. Yeah. And then uh, my youngest is uh, Robert uh, Blackwell, who's an eighth grader who at Berkshire uh, Middle School in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. So. That's that's a uh, that's a little intro to who I am. <laughs> Listen, well, before we even move further, if anybody have a time, a chance out here, man, go Google this guy. 
Glenn Blackwell and uh, go look at some uh, some basketball clips, man. This guy was a baller. Uh, he he he's very modest and <laughs> and all that, but I had a chance to look at some videos and the dude can actually go, uh, which explains why his sons are all so good as well. Uh, but let's jump into that coaching. Uh, three boys all play basketball. Uh, you've seen all types of coaches. Um, I'm and I'm sure you've seen them all. Uh, playing as much basketball as you has um what type of coaching style do you use like what is your co what is for and you know i'm not talking about your sons but i'm just saying like what is that coaching style that you would use you know for your sons well um you know if my sons tell it man i'm i'm just i i, I i'm just i'm not bearable you know like they just <laughs> But the style, the style that I use, to be honest with you, it has um, it's always been that of encouraging. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, like to motivate. I like to encourage. And um, so, you know, um, but over a time frame that have changed, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of, you know, based on just uh, who, things that I've studied coaches mm -hmm. that I've studied. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then of course, as you, you know, as you, as you noted, you know, being involved with the fellowship of Christian athletes. Yep. And so that has helped, uh, my mindset in terms of coaching. Transformational coaching is really what I look at. Okay. Um, how do I transformational coaching? And because, but I don't coach now, but I, I train, I like to train coaches. Uh, being my uh, background of being an athletic administrator for almost 20 plus years, mm -hmm. um, you know, in the city of Holland Park, I um, was uh, the after school coordinator. They, that was a title, but, you know, we had coaches that we had to train. And then at, I was at Word of Faith, uh, their ministry, uh, Faith Christian Academy. And then, of course, I spent 14, 13 years uh, at Franklin Road Christian School, which is now Novi Christian Academy. Yeah. And so being able to study coaches and and um, just, you know, really working with the coach uh, has been, you know, part of my uh, DNA. Yeah. And so uh, to get back to your question, what style of coach am I? I like mm -hmm. to be considered a transformational coach. I like to be able to uh, ask myself or ask the coaches what is your why in coaching? Why do you coach? And so oftentimes when I ask that question, you know, that coach perhaps may pause because most coaches, their why is to win championships. Uh, I want to, you know, win, you know, 10 championships. Like, you know, I want right. to be like the John Wooden that win 10 in a row. I want to be like, <laughs> right. you know, and, and championships are hard to come by, you know, right? Yep. Uh, as a coach and he's a, even as a player. Yeah. So that leads to what is your why in coaching? And so, uh, of course, Billy Graham, his famous quote says that coaches, they have more impact, right? They have oh, more, yes. impact, want more impact in a year than the average person would in a lifetime. I know. Um, when you, when a kid comes home and says, mommy, daddy, coach said this, coach said that. Yep. And so uh, coach is a, a significant um, uh, occupation in our land, in our culture. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the root word 
from coach, not the root word, but the 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 the, the mindset of a coach is, is when you think of a coach carriage, a carriage, a carriage coach that um, horses and buggy, a horse will take a, a carriage. Yeah. But the, the coach, right? The pitcher. Yep. If you can imagine a coach uh, with carrying people, well, what does it do? What does it do? It takes people to a destination. You yep. start here and you end here. So, mm-hmm. what are coaches going to? Where? What journey, coach, are you taking these players that you've been entrusted to? You know, yeah. saying so. Are you taking them on a journey? That's all about just trying to win championships. Are you taking them on a journey that's allowing them to become young men or young men of God? If you're coaching in a, a Christian school or depending upon, you know, what you're, you know, what you believe. Right. So at FCA, what we do, we have one of our, our tools is called three dimensional coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what that mindset or what that framework looks like is we we challenge the coaches we talk to them about okay not being able to just coach in one dimension yeah but to be able to coach in three dimensions yeah and the first dimension is the reason why each coach is hired whether you coach lacrosse basketball baseball football, soccer yeah. football whatever it is you're being hired because you know the game you know the x's and o's of the right. sports that i just uh referenced but then the second dimension is how do you motivate? How do you motivate your coaches or how do you interact with your, excuse me, how do you, as a coach, how do you motivate, motivate your, your player. players? Yeah. yeah. How do you motivate your players? How do you, how do you interact? How do you deal with the emotional sides? And what we've found is sometimes coaches will have a second dimension problem but use a first dimension solution. So in other words, to give an example, a kid comes in late three times out of the week. Of course, you and I, when we was growing up, if you late, get on the baseline, right? I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you running, are, baby. You, you running, baby. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, nowadays with, you know, mental health and nowadays with uh, depression and all of the different things, yeah. Why is this okay? Why is why is Johnny? Why is Billy? Why why is a uh, little Glenn? Why is he uh, right. late? You know what's going on with him. So we're trying to get coaches to to examine the reason that this individual is not motivated. For what reason? Mom and dad could had a divorced. Mom and dad are arguing, or somebody told them they're no good, or you know what's going on with that individual, and so. Right. Um, so we, you know, investigate. So once again, that's the second dimension. Then the third dimension is the character, you know, um, what significance are you going to give that individual? Um, because you have, let's say you have 12 players on the team and, uh, you know, and we use basketball as an example, you have five that start. Okay. So how are you going to be able to show significance and value in the players six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, and 12. Right. And then, and what we do in the three dimensional coaches, we show them Jesus as a leader. We show Jesus what he did with his 12 and how he spent time with his uh, disciples. And we kind of parallel, you know, what Jesus did um, mm-hmm. with his 12 to how you can 
what you can do with your 12 or 13 or 20 or whatever it is that you have as a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I want to go back to the, the dimension two, <laughs> because I think this is probably where it gets the most trickiest for coaches uh, because of the win factor. Um, exactly. The win factor uh, you have to, I think it's a, you really have to be conscious and intentional about tapping into, you know, each one of your players emotionally. Um, and a lot of coaches feel like they don't have to do that because I'm just a coach. And I'm telling you that, you know, Glenn already said that, right. Your kids are coming home. I know my son does that coach said, coach said this coach said, I need to do this coach said, and the thing is that you're saying all this need to, but then are you also being responsive to the emotions and the, and the breakdowns and, and all of this stuff that comes along with you just spewing out all of this. I need you to be. Uh, and like you said, you never take time out to dig out, you know, what their family life is about. Uh, every kid can't take hard knocks information, but most coaches just go, Hey, this is me. This is how I am. Deal with it. And it's like, you can, but then you need to have a full team of guys who can just take that style. Right. Uh, like you can look at coach Izzo, the way that he coaches, he's an up in your face, personal type coach, you know, like right in your face. He's right on those kids. He's banging them around, sit down. He doesn't care if you're the top player on this team, your butt will sit down if you do something that he doesn't like. Then you have some coaches who just kind of cater to kids who supposed to be the kid on the team with no repercussions. Well, I think that it's okay, but you also setting that kid up for a big fall. Yep. As he continued to grow in that sport and in his own personal life, right? Because it's kind of like it's like a false sense of mm-hmm. um of you're the man. It's a false sense of that. You feel like you are, but you find out at every level it's always a hundred people better than you, and then you're starting all over. So I think that that's the part I like about you guys having three-dimensional because a lot of coaches, just from my experience over the last 12 years with my son, have majority of those coaches besides two coaches that I know uh, that my son has been under, I'm not going to name any names and all that stuff, but I'm just saying operated in a three dimensional or a two dimensional state and everybody else was just one dimensional. It's just win, 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 win. And if you can't get me to the win, then go sit down and I'm going to get somebody else to give me the win. And all along you're destroying these kids because whether this kid want to go professional or not, you still you you still have this great impact. Like you said, the impact in one year from a coach, <laughs> that's like like I mean, that's a big that's a big statistic, dude, to have for a coach to have an impact in one in one year and more than you can have in a lifetime. Like that's pretty grand. And I think that uh I like, you know, and me and you, we've talked about uh what FCA brings to the table. Um, and so that's why I said that you had to come on here because in my circle, we both have all these coaches and stuff and and, and I think that the coaches just kind of need to hear that there's, a, you know, two more ways that you two more things that you need to add to coaching uh, that will actually help you in those wins, because you can have all the wins you want and then produce bad kids who still got bad character and they can only yeah. play basketball. And you really don't want that. Right. So my thing of that transition us over into the passion um, that you have for um the coaches understanding the kids better like that passion from you. Cause I mean, like I said, you have 
three boys that play. And so you that's three different coaches that you got to worry about as a dad who's in a position of wanting coaches to be in a three-dimensional way. So you got three different coaches here. So talk about that passion that you have for correcting a lot of those, you know, win mistakes. You know, all I want to do is win. Well, um, I, you know, the, I got a lot of thoughts in my mind. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to throw all of that yeah, at you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's, <sighs> so, you know, I, I, I'm going to use, um, let's use Brother Rice. Let's use Brother Rice. Um, Coach Rick Palmer, he is, uh, he made a decision. He said, you know, um, I want to sit down with you. You know, he said, let's sit down and talk about three dimension coach. And he didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm -hmm. and he was doing it out of just out of honor. You know, I'm Jonathan is on the team and I started FCA. And and to be honest with you, man, I, I he and I sat down. It was my first time really going through the process with him. Mm -hmm. And we have a process which is called um, E3, Engage, Equip and Empower. Uh, each coach. And so, um, uh, so as we're going through the process with the book, coach Palmer came to the point, he says, he said, you know what? I do desire to win a championship. That is every coach's, it is. you know, it, it, this, that's real. So that's not, not, that's not what we're at saying. Coach should not have a have goal that. or yes. yeah. But he said, I start seeing, the difference now and the you know he started getting a revelation like the second dimension is so vital <laughs> it's so vital it's so vital because here here he has at least four division one players right on his team in the starting five and they all want to be significant right they all you you, you know what i'm saying yeah they all want to be significant and so he had to find a way to motivate every one of those players in their own way. Yep. And so to get to the common goal. <laughs> to, to, to reach the common goal. Common goal, yeah. Yeah. So let's use Jonathan. Let's use Jonathan Blackwell. He's coming from Novi Christian Academy, where he um was like a top scorer. He averaged at least uh, 15 shots a game. He was averaging 20 points a game. And so you're going into an environment that, you know, you're going from a class D school yeah. to a class to a class A school. So the pool is bigger. The, you know, the expectations are not no, nothing necessarily to expect. Yeah, the expectations are going to be higher. Right, uh, right. The competition is going to be even stronger. So I said to him, I said, you know, hey, man, you know, you're probably not going to average 20 a game like, you know, like that. You got. You know, you got Kurt X, Henry. Right, yeah, you, three got, other you, got, dudes, you got three other dudes. You got three other dudes. I said, so right. you're gonna you're gonna have to, you know, make a sacrifice. And so um he understood that. And so okay, fast forward to maybe 10 games into the season last year. And remember, we started in February. We didn't even right. have a full you know, season, right? We didn't have a full season, nor did we have a summer. Yep. So Jonathan now is being um, asked to be the point guard, and you know, and I know, John right. likes to get buckets. Right? He likes to get the buckets, baby. He likes to get buckets. So, but he's capable of bringing the ball down, distribute, facilitating, and yeah. all of that, right? 
And so we're talking about the second dimension. How do you motivate and how do you deal with the emotions of your player? Yeah. So I remember um, we had just played Catholic Central. We won. And Jonathan, he got in the car and he was like, man, he was emotional. He's like, man, dad, it just seemed like, man, I don't get a chance to shoot. It just seemed like they don't see me. I don't, I, he was really confused. He was like, what is my, what is <laughs> what's my role? How, what's my role? How am I significant? And so uh, his counterpartners, Kurt Williams, I think averaging about 16 a game. And then, um, uh, 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 X is averaging about 15, 16 a game. I'm not sure what Henry was averaging. And, and, and Blackwell is probably averaging about 10 a game, something like that. And so I called Coach. I said, Coach, because now Coach and I, we're dealing with this right. three-dimensional. Three three hey, I said, he's so Coach, Coach said, um, he said, I got you. So Coach set up a time. Coach Palmer set up a time with Blackwell. And he showed him how significant he is. Yeah. Well, he did. He, 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 it wasn't about X's and O's. Right. It wasn't about, it wasn't about, come on, let's go watch this film. What he told Jonathan is, he said, Jonathan, first of all, Kurt and X averaged 16 and 15 points a game. How do you think they're averaging that from you? How do you think, right, exactly. How do you think that they're capable of doing that, right? Because it's you are connected to it. You right. are connected to it That's because so he showed him his 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 turnover ratio to assist his assist to turnover ratio. Yeah, it was very low. He said, yeah. look at this. He showed him that you're shooting 50 percent. You're shooting 50 percent from the three point. You're the best three point shooter on the team. You're shooting 50 percent. Right. And then he showed him some other things. It just that second dimension stuff. Yeah, it opened up that I'm sure. Yes. And so he, so, so that, that was a way of motivating him. So these, to answer your question, I gave you that long uh, example. No, that was um, really good. It, it, I think it explained it. it. That was good. Yes. So that that's, was, that's, that's, so that's, that's where um, the second dimension, the yeah. third, the third dimension, of course, is now how do you leave a legacy coach with yeah. your players? Cause we asked the coaches, um, if they've coached over 10 years, maybe 15 years, we ask them this question. Um, after five or 10 years, who's coming back to see you? Right. Who's in your, who, how are you impacting their lives? You would know the fruit after you, after five or 10 years down the road, yep. because what you, how you impacted them yep. during their, your tenure with them yep. is going to tell you what legacy you're going to leave. Yeah. And every coach that coaches wants to be remembered by their players. They do. I, I definitely agree. Um, that's why I said that, it, that three dimensional piece, man, is uh, so very important. And I think that uh, it was really great to be able to see coach Palmer, be able to see that dimension too. Um, was like a wow moment. Like, man, that is the most, you know, winning is everybody. I mean, that's why, I, you know, we said that, which is every coach, of course, whether you got a great team or not, wants to win. Uh, but then when you move into that number two dimension and three, now you're starting to create the possibility to actually have the wins. Uh, because, <laughs> well, 
Yeah, because basically, dude, you can take a team a guy. You can take a team that don't have any five star players on there, and if you can motivate these guys and get them on the same page, they become dangerous. I'm not saying that they can actually win a championship, but it's not off the table. I mean, go take the Detroit Pistons, right? Exactly. No, no, no five star NBA player on the team. A bunch of throwback guys that they put on the team. I mean, Rip Hamilton might have been. If you want to say the mo- the biggest star we had on the team, and that's basically because he could just shoot the ball like crazy, right? But there were a bunch of throwbacks. Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumarzen were throwbacks, even though these guys were awesome in college. They didn't have the legacy names like the Michael Jordan, the Larry Bird, the Matt. They didn't have that. They just kind of came in, but it was the number two. Everybody understood their role. Everybody understood what we mean to each other when we're playing. And that, that seems like it's that's the hardest part, um, especially like you, you know, having a son that's, you know, at, at a four star and working towards being a five star by the time he graduates. It's taking a kid like that and know that I can bring all of this to the table. But you only asking me to bring this much to the table because I over here, you needed to be the big piece of pie over here. We got enough fillers, so you only need to be a slice of the pie. We got, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we got 19, we got, we got eight guys over here. And then four of these guys are, can fill up basically all the spots. But I love that Jonathan was able to understand uh, and really be able to see and witness that, that uh, dimension too. That's why I said it, uh, it it didn't, it really wasn't lengthy. It was the, probably the best description that you can give uh, from an excellent basketball player uh, who wants to play at the next level in college, uh, who felt even after a win, isn't that crazy? So you get the win and your players can still walk away as if they didn't even contribute. And that's that's when you do have to be able to lock in as a coach and go, oh, bro. Well, he made nine threes. Well, you had five, four of those assists that he got to make nine threes came from you. You see what I'm saying? And now you you go back and go, well, man, you're right. I did, I did give them those. Because you forget, you know, no, assists are great, but people don't remember assists, right? Just like people don't really remember steals. We really only remember the buckets we made. And it's like, I didn't make any <laughs> buckets. And it's like, dude, you had four steals. You had seven assists. You had five deflections. See, deflections is something that a coach will have to tell you that you did because you won't never remember that. Because all you equating every every time you step on that court is getting these buckets. Um, so I really like the whole FCA, um, the whole thing behind it. And even the more we talking about it again, uh, I just really like that. Uh, and I'm happy that you even brought that to me to talk about it uh, so that we can actually even come on here to discuss it. Um, uh, because it's very important that people that we give, you know, all this time, training sessions and you know weekend practices and early morning practices you you know your kids are flying all over the place to go be with somebody and you really want them to understand that three-dimensional as a parent i do um i don't want you just to have my son out here just to get wins I, i i want him to be able to understand if he got a bad game to himself what can you point out to him to tell him that it wasn't as bad as you thought it was because you still impacted in these areas, man. That right there is just paramount. You got anything else you want to add to it uh, before we? Yeah, yeah. I just want to. Yeah, I want to clarify too that you know the book is a lot of coaches do have it in them 
Yeah. And the and the book is really just, you know, I want to clarify that it that not that this book is the end all. It it's a great book, but it's having them be intentional. Exactly. About thinking more second dimension yep. than the X and O's and have them being intentional about down the road, yep. the character, the legacy, and, and having those individual uh uh teammates be significant. That's how Jesus looked at it. You think about it. His, he had his 12. He, mm-hmm. you, can, you can imagine, um, you know, we, there's the picture, the picture of the, uh, at the, the great supper, right. all 12 of them sitting down. Think about all 12 of them sitting down at this restaurant, Peter, James, John, Matthew, all of them, you know, we see it from scripture as if, you know, they didn't have any problems at all. We, <laughs> But we, we spiritualize know. it. We spiritualize yeah. it all. Yeah, we <laughs> spiritualize regular it all. guys. Yeah, but think about it. Judas was a part of that. So he, so Jesus had to make sure that every individual, you know, right. John talks about it. You know how John he describes that he loved me the most, right? right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Matthew, right. you know, all of them have their their um, had their time, right? And so one of the ways that we you know, one of the things we talk to the coaches about is know your turf. That's one of the yeah. chapters. Know your turf. In other words, know it, know your players. Know right. who you have. Know every person that's on your team. Know their characteristics. Know everything because you may not be able to do one thing. You know, Jesus took a look on the, 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 the mountain of transfiguration. He didn't take all 12, did he? No, he couldn't do it. No, he you see what I'm saying? So yeah, he had to take only he only had to take well with the special ones. That's John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, you know what I'm saying? So um anyway, man, just the book is is making coaches be intentional. It's uh, a lot of the coaches that I have that I've dealt with in my short period of time of being with FCA, they got the goods, and I'm just encouraging them to pull it out, help pull it out, help them see themselves. Uh, as dynamic coaches, uh, because like you said, they are coaching our children. Yeah. And, um, you know, um, they they coaches, sports coaches play a significant role in our culture of today. They do. Um, and, and, I, and I think that, that we really we, we know they do. Um, but I think that you said the, 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 the word, uh, the most powerful word, which is being intentional. Uh, in all three aspects um, of every athlete. And does that take time? Yes. Is it a little unorthodox? Yes. Does it hurt because I got to get to know you? Yes. You can't just only get to know the five-star guy. You got to get to know the guy that's a freshman who literally is just trying to get on the team. He barely made it on the team. Right. Uh, But you still need to get with him and be able to encourage him because, like you said, the ninth and 10th and 11th and 12th player, these are your guys that's going to help the legacy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? We have, yeah, we have a, we have, we have a chapter called anger management. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and I was uh, doing it with one coach and he, and when he, you know, what I asked the coaches to do is I asked them because we do like a, we do, sometimes we do a seminar, we do a one-on-one mm-hmm. and I asked this one particular coach, he, uh, you know, you, you review it before we get together. You know what I'm saying? I asked you to read it and so forth. And so <laughs> this coach said, man, he said, man, this chapter here, man, help. It saved me, man. Cause I was ready to, I was ready to just 
I was ready to kill this one player. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, man, it's just, he said that it taught me that I have to get out of my little, un- my little comfort zone yeah. and reach out a little bit more, man. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, it anyway. becomes uncomfortable. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, one of Q's coaches when he was younger, um, it's probably, I definitely would say that, that who Q is today as a player and even as a person, um, this particular coach, Daryl Hudson, um, played a significant role in um, mastering those three dimension pieces before I even really, you know, I knew they were there, but I didn't put a name to each one of them. But mm-hmm. now that we talk about this, Daryl Hudson, basically mastered those three things as a coach uh, when Quentin was with him when he was younger uh, uh, and really named his basketball. The first AAU team that he Quentin played for with him was called team overlooked. And it was a bunch of the players he went after were players that were overlooked on other teams that were, that were good, but the coach just you know just overlooked him. I, I this is my guy here, and so I'm not gonna play you. And man, we ended up having. I mean that his his AAU uh, program grew, uh, but it was all development. So his coaching style was development, more like Steve Kerr, you know, where it's like I can sit all my five and my seven starters, and I can play with my from eight to thirteen are gonna play tonight, and we're gonna still beat you that's a whole different type of coaching style. And you got to understand the three dimensional pieces to be able to go down your line. You know, like if you go walk into brother rice and that's dude, and you guys walk in and he say, yeah. And, and uh, John say, man, dad, I'm not even playing tonight. Uh, coach is letting one, two, three, four, and five play tonight. And you'll be thinking, well, what is he doing? What is this? What is this? And if the guys come out there and they win, then you'd be like, well, what was that all about? And the coach was like, well, they got to play sometime. When do you actually get time to play? We are trying to win, but I still have an obligation to these other kids to develop them. And that's the part I think that the FCA will open up coaches to be intentional about is that, man, I still have – because once you start talking to kids and actually getting more personal with them, you'll start understanding I have an obligation to you to actually make sure that you're successful at this. Not wait till after all my starters are gone and now next year you get here and then now we got to start all over from scratch. Right. It's like you could be doing that all while you're going. You know, some teams that you play that you're that are really not that good. I'm sorry. Every team is not a beast. You know, so it, this is a team where I might be able to play three freshmen in the ro- in the lineup and we're going to get them ready to rock and roll. Because, you know, that when you're doing for this championship, if one of the best guys go down. Then it's the next man up. And so how do you prepare that guy if you haven't touched, if you haven't gotten to dimensional two and then dimension three is what your legacy is going to be is what type of coach were you? You know, like I look at Steve Kerr and say, this dude can quit right now and he's going to go down as one of the greatest coaches that ever coached. And he hasn't even coached that long. Yeah. And, and I put him right next to Popovich uh, just because of the way that he can develop underdeveloped players in a short amount of time to become stars. And, you know, that's fantastic to be able to do. Uh, so I like uh, even like with, you know, Coach Palmer being able to take a call from you and to be able to reach in and to grab, you know, Jonathan and to bring that mental back to where he can get him. to Because we still got to win. <laughs> so 
you can have this little low, but we're going to talk about it and get you back because we got another challenge. And, you know, I don't know if y'all guys know, but Catholic division is a is a rowdy division. I don't know if y'all got many bad teams in that division. Everybody is everybody go, go, go. So, um, no, nah, man, it's it's yeah, it's brutal. It, it's uh, I think the first we're in first place. No, we're in second place. I think uh, uh, UAD is four and two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it might be five and two. Okay. Uh, then we're three and three. Orchard Lake is three and three or four and three. Catholic Central is or De La Salle is three and three, and Catholic Central I think is two and four. Yeah. So everybody got more than everybody got two losses at least. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's a, that that lets you know that it's a competitive um it's a competitive division, and so I think that all of these dimensions are gonna have to take place because each one of those teams have at least two or more four or five star players on those teams who are going to go play at the next level. Uh, so those coaches got the, you know, they got their challenge out there uh, before them. But what I want to say is that people like Glenn and his entire team, the FCA team uh, is there. Uh, so I'm just, you know, wanted to put this podcast out there uh, and we'll have more conversations around FCA uh, because that book has so many things that we can dive into and talk about. I'm sure. Uh, and so we might have to do some dissecting because that anger, man, I would love to hear what that whole chapter has to talk about the anger part. Um, uh, just to kind of to go into that piece, you know, on one of these episodes, uh, because you hear a lot of swearing and all of that out there. And it's like, is this the right approach or is it not a right? approach? I can't tell you, you know what I'm saying? But I think that if we could talk about it uh, and maybe uh, the next time we hook up, we'll get a couple of you know, current coaches, uh, to yes. join us. Uh, maybe that I'll try would, to get that would that. be idea. Yeah. So I got a couple of guys. I know you got, you know, maybe we can get coach Palmer to come. Maybe we get some current coaches come on, man. And then we start tearing this apart so that, so the health of our kids, whether they go on to play in the next level or they go off. My son wants to go be a doctor. You see what I'm saying? Right. I, but I still think as a coach, you still should be depositing stuff in him. So when he leaves, even from you, that going to be a doctor should be a A1 goal because I don't just preach just basketball. I preach success across the board. And uh, and I think that if we start dissecting this every month or something like that, man, and get these coaches involved, you know, coach talk, I don't know, something, man, we can really, you know, take, F, you know, the FCA and then start kind of spreading around because a lot of coaches may not even know about this program. But I think if I put you on here, and we add two or three coaches on here and keep inviting them all on, I think that it'll be an easier tool to put that, that three-dimensional coach along with, you know, the other um, things that you guys have in place in front of them. So, um, yeah, and, and, and half the time, you know, I just want to be honest. You know, a lot of coaches, when they hear Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the first thing they think is, Oh, he's getting ready to come beat me up with the Bible. Bible. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And that's not <laughs> that's not that's not what we, you know, ultimately right. that is our mission. And our vision and mission is for athletes and coaches to have a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Let's not, you know, that's who we are and what we like right. to do. But we are we're more than just that. We we want to help right. teams and help build culture. You know right. what I'm saying? I, we love sports. You know right. what I'm saying? We love sports, but we're not going to let sports be the number one 
thing right. in our lives. We're trying to show coaches and athletes where the balance is. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that's where we probably get a lot of, you know, kickback and, and, you know, uh, totally understand. Cause you know, you know, they, but they don't want, they don't understand. They don't know. They, the revelation is they, yeah. man, God has so much in store that exceedingly yeah. abundantly above what they can yeah. ask or think, man. Yeah. Don't go, don't get me started on that, man. Boy. Well, I think, I, and then also, I just think that, you know, also when you have a conversation about it, it's a little bit different than saying, Hey, come and check this out. So I think that's why I said, we try to put it together where we have just a couple of coaches come on and then we talk about three dimensional coaching. Right. And then you, we get their perspective around three dimensional. Why is it all about the win? Do you connect here? Uh, why don't you connect there? And then that door opens up like how you did with coach Palmer. It opens up a door to them to go with, well, man, I mean, I do, but I, I may not be as intentional as I may need to be. And that's all we want. We just right. want, we just want the spark exactly of intentionality, which is, you know what? I could be better. Like I, I, I'm good, but I could actually be better. Once we get on that side of the platform, now we're about to build a culture. And, and, and once we get that culture together, now character can start to shine. And of course, once we get the character, then it's all about Christ, right? Because that's how we change the whole deal. But you're right. We're not trying to slap you in the face with the, word of god but you are getting raked over by the principles of christ and understand that christ is christ's way of character is the only way that you can stay intentional mm -hmm. <laughs> if that's the best way to put it if yeah. you if you're linking into christ's way of character and how we should govern ourselves then you will always be intentional about service because as a coach you're still in service those players are not serving you you're actually serving them and so that's what we, you know, want to get. But I don't want to go over our time too much. And then I don't want to talk too much past because I want us to be able to come back and and, and still be able to dive more into this. Uh, man, Glenn, thank you very much uh, for yes, joining sir. me uh, this evening, yes, man. Uh, taking time away from the fam. Um, and uh, listen, let's try to hook it back up again. Put something together. Now, if you guys want to check out this, um, uh, you know, the three dimensional training and and coaching and all that kind of stuff. You guys can go to fca.org and you can look at some of the material that they have on the website. Uh, you can always email me at, um, at uh, qcrumby, the number two at gmail.com. I can get you guys in contact with Blackwell if you guys want to talk to him personally. Uh, and we can always connect you guys with him. Uh, but we just want to kind of spread a little bit of word around, you know, uh, just a great impact that coaches have with our children. And just making sure that, you know, that they're touching all parts of them, you know, mentally, emotionally, you know, all right. of that stuff. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so, you know, so definitely share this video, uh, the podcast with, you know, many of your coaching friends, players, whatever, uh, and see if we can, uh, you know, just kind of help, you know, make it a little bit easier for our kids out there. Uh, and this is your boy Q. And I'll see you guys later. Peace out.